4: You always follow the, money. follow the money that's what i always say you always follow yeah the money. yeah this is follow the money with mitch moss and Polly howard
5: on VSIN. welcome back it is follow the money here on v the sports betting network mitch moss Polly howard live in downtown las vegas circa resort a casino is the spot and we're going to begin this hour talking some college football as a longtime friend of the show and professional sports better Paul Stone will join us. Uh, his podcast is called the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. And this week, he is going to preview and give our best bets on the Pac-12. Good morning, Paul. How are you today?
6: Oh, Mitch, man, glad to be with you guys. Uh, yesterday, we were two months away from uh, week zero. So getting close to college football, it's going to be here before we know it. And uh, what a great time of year.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Can't wait. Okay, so let's begin with one of the win totals that you're on for this year and we'll start up in the Pacific Northwest with the Oregon Ducks. What a fascinating year it was last year to play Georgia on a neutral and to get their doors blown off 49 to three, but then to recover like they did, Bo Nix turned into a great story and it's like, well, when they didn't lose again until the before that Washington game is like, can they actually make the playoff? And then they lost that game on the road against Washington. They lost to their arch rival Oregon state, but finished with a bowl win. They're, their win total is priced around, well, right around nine and a half this year. So, a lot of great talent coming back. Um, which way do you want to go with that number, Paul?
6: Well, I'm seeing uh, the total, as you mentioned, of nine and a half market wide there at circa minus 110 both ways. So, looking at this Oregon team, first of all, they lose four starting linemen, offensive linemen off last year's team. They lose talented performers as well at all three levels of the defense. Uh, that includes Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback, who was the uh, 17th overall pick in last April's NFL draft. Predictably, I guess, the Ducks dipped heavily into the portal uh, to address uh, address those uh, personnel losses. But it remains to be seen uh, whether the new faces will collectively match or exceed the play of the old ones. Certainly, as you mentioned, you know Oregon has a lot of reasons for optimism this year, starting with fifth-year quarterback Bo Nix had over 4,000 yards of total offense uh, in his first season in Oregon, a really fine season for Bo Nicks. But the Ducks, they got to win 10 regular season games to go over this total of nine and a half. And their schedule, far from friendly. First of all, Oregon plays at Texas Tech in week two. I think some people might kind of be overlooking this game, mm. but this is kind of the premise for my under nine and a half recommendation I like the Red Raiders to pull the mild upset on the South Plains of Texas there in week two. And then the Ducks also have to travel to Washington and Utah. Stands to be an underdog in both those games. The Ducks later host Southern Cal and Oregon State in the season's uh, final three weeks there at Austin. So a pretty tough uh, schedule. Offense not going to be a problem, but that defense gave up 28.5 points per game last year against FBS opponents. A little bit vulnerable against passing attacks. Certainly the loss of Gonzalez hurts there. I like under 9.5 for Oregon. Uh, It's circa there at minus 110.
7: All right, very good. They close it with a tough one against the Beavers as well, and it's a a deep conference with six teams with a win total of 8.5 or higher. So that's one under. How about another under? Bringing up the rear here with the Pac-12. Stanford won three games last year, and you want to take Stanford under again. Tell us why.
6: Yates Stamper has actually won three games in each of the the last two years, so I guess it stands to reason uh, that their total lined at three. Uh, there at DraftKings, you can find the under three at minus one twenty. There's a little bit of two and a half out there, uh, heavily juiced to the over there at Circa, and then also three and a half. Uh, heavily used to the under at at FanDuel and maybe some other places. So a lot of uh, variants in the market on Stanford. But David Shaw, uh, their longtime coach, uh, out as the Cardinal head coach after 13 years. They don't stray too far uh, in hiring Troy Taylor from Sacramento State an FCS school. Last year, Sacramento State won 12 games, got as high as number two in the FCS national poll, actually lost in the corner finals of that division, Taylor, their new coach, he likes to play fast-paced. Sacramento State averaged 78.3 plays per game last year. Would have ranked in the top 10 of the entire FBS in that category. Excuse me. Stanford, first of all, they don't have a quarterback, in my opinion, to run this system. The two contenders for the job, they've combined for a grand total of 31 career passing attempts, and they certainly don't have the offensive linemen. The transfer portal, you know, it, you know, coming into this, uh, as we got introduced to the transfer portal a couple of years ago, we certainly envisioned a group of five teams would be impacted by losing their best players to uh, power five schools. But these lower division schools like Stanford also suffering the same kind of losses. Stanford, it's just amazing. They lose all five starting offensive linemen from last year to the transfer portal. That's a tough deal. <laughs> Their schedule, they're going to be favored by 10 at Hawaii in the opener. Could be a home underdog to Taylor's former team, Sacramento State, in week three. Sacramento State beat Colorado State 41-10 to last season, just as a point of reference. Other two possibilities for victories, a home game versus Arizona, a road trip to Colorado. I just don't see I, I think two wins is a lot uh, more probable than four wins. I like Stanford under three at minus one twenty at DraftKings. What do
7: you What do you like to do? Is is the juice worth the squeeze? If you can find three and a half heavily juiced to the under, how do you look
6: at that? Well, I'm seeing uh, at one uh, book minus one eighty eight on the okay. under three and a half, and there's just a little bit too much variance for my for my taste to uh, to to, to lay that much of of a price. So. You know, I'm going to stick with the under three. I don't want to, you know, go under two and a half because that's a really low total. But uh, I like the under three at minus 120 there at DraftKings.
7: Okay, very good. How about to win the conference now? Two selections here. You're big on USC. You'll tell us why. But who do you think wins the conference with a couple selections here? Take it away, please.
6: Yeah, I'm going to... Suggest uh, splitting a a full unit between two teams. And first of all, the favorite in the conference, Southern Cal, you can find them at plus 210 to win the Pac-12 at DraftKings. But Southern Cal, first of all, they would have been in the 14 playoff, obviously, uh, if not for Utah last season. Lost to the Utes 43-42 at midseason there in Salt Lake City. Then they got the rematch in Las Vegas in the Pac-12 championship game. If USC wins that game, they're in the 14 playoff. Uh, jump out to a 17-3 second quarter lead, but can't hold on. Obviously, last year, the Trojans had one of the best offenses in the entire nation, ranked in the top five in scoring offense, averaged almost 42 points per game, ranked in the top five also in total offense and passing offense, and with Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams back in the fold for another go-round, they'll be really good on offense again this year. Make no mistake about it, it's no secret Defense, clearly the Trojans' Achilles' heel in 2022. Half of their final eight opponents last year scored 43 or more points against the Trojans. But I believe USC is going to show marked improvement on defense in 2023. They gave up 29 points uh, per game last year against FBS schools. But they've added not only players, but quality players through the portal. First of all, up front. Defensive tackle Bear Alexander, a former uh, five-star recruit uh, here out of my home state of Texas, comes out west after spending just one season at Georgia. He was projected to be a starter at Georgia this season, so he's going to be starting at defensive tackle. They add linebacker Mason Cobb from Oklahoma State. He was a second-team All-Big 12 selection last year, had 96 tackles, several other key additions on defense. They're going to be better defensively. I like USC at plus 210. And then Utah, you can find them at plus 650 there at Circa. Uh, they obviously, the youth, have reached unprecedented heights uh, the last couple of seasons, winning back-to-back uh, Pac-12 titles, making consecutive trips to the Rose Bowl. Plenty of top-shelf talent returning there for Utah on both sides of the ball. Uh, obviously, the health of uh, quarterback Cam Rising, critical to Utah's chances of a three-peat. Uh, He missed spring practice uh, after carrying his ACL in the Rose Bowl loss to uh, Penn State. But Kyle Whittingham uh, and company cautiously optimistic that he'll be ready for the start of the 2023 season at home against Florida on Thursday, August 31st. As far as the uh, conference schedule for Utah, they have road trips to Oregon State, USC, and Washington. All those teams going to be ranked in the preseason top 20. So some pretty uh, tough road trips there. They're a, a slight favorite at this point at Oregon State. Going to be the underdog at both USC and Washington. Mm-hmm. And then to underscore, though, Whittingham's coaching acumen, and this is kind of the key point. Besides give uh, you know, behind giving uh, Utah a uh, shot here as well, the Utes is an away underdog. The last eight seasons, they're thirteen and two against the spread. They've won uh, eight of those games outright so really good as an away underdog they've won 18 of their last 21 Pac-12 games straight up so take half a unit on Utah at plus 650 to win the Pac-12
5: very good excellent breakdown as always follow him on Twitter he's at Paul Stone Sports and you can listen download and subscribe his podcast wherever you get your podcast and that's called the Paul Stone Sports Podcast thanks Paul we appreciate the time
6: Okay. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. Getting close to college football. Great time of the year. You guys have a great week. You Me know, too. It. thank uh, you, sir. I,
5: I texted him earlier this year. I said, what do you think about Washington five to one to mm-hmm. win the PAC 12? Yeah. And he's like the nicest guy on the planet without saying I'm an idiot or that's a dumb bet. He like, he's like, uh, this may be a couple of reasons. The, the Washington yeah. schedule after the bye, uh-huh. which is uh, week, week six, they get Oregon at home, Arizona state, then at Stanford. Okay. At USC, Utah at Oregon state, Washington state. I couldn't get there with it but now five to one's also gone it's plus 390 the highest that i see anywhere but they're they're supposed i mean penix is the real deal good last year yep they have talent everywhere i can't wait to see their preseason ranking we'll touch on a little nba up next uh one reporter threw out two different teams that you may not have heard of potentially landing uh, damian lillard
8: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: This
7: is Follow the Money on VSAN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but the future events as well.
5: Get up there. vcin.com. Check out every game. vcin.com. All right. Little uh, NBA here. Seeing if you can get ahead of this to maybe grab a future bet. Before big names will be on the move uh, this month or later on coming up this summer, or in fact, uh, later on in the week and into July, uh, Damien This was uh, yesterday, per Sam Amick, longtime NBA reporter. Damian Lillard has serious interest in joining the Miami Heat. He would love to play with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I mean, it's but it, I heard the back and forth though again yesterday. Yeah. The GM again, well, we want to build a winner around Damien. Yeah, that's it. What are we doing? Yeah, John
7: Hollinger nailed it. He used to work for Memphis. He covers the NBA. It's the couple that everyone knows should break up, but no one wants to be the a-hole and just initiate and say, okay, that's it. I mean, he just, he's got to go to him and just say, that's it. That's enough already. Uh, I want to go in a different direction. There's another, then there's another report. He doesn't necessarily want to be on a team with a big three, just wants a chance to to win and compete he's for always been, title. He's so. been, always
5: been anti-Dream yeah. Team. Yeah, right.
7: <laughs> But yeah, certainly it doesn't like oh God, it's it's Lillard Bam and Butler now. Watch out. This is I mean it's not like Durant going to Golden State or LeBron going to
5: Miami. It's not even close. Well so. they, they would be excellent. I mean oh, sure they'd be a good no doubt. I wonder how much like they would have to gut the team to make that uh-huh. happen. I mean, it's gonna have to be, you know, a combination of Tyler Hero picks, what Caleb Martin. How many guys how like how many guys deep do you go down the board here and send over to Portland? Right. That's gonna make him happy to make that deal. Right. I will say that Kevin O'Connor who covers the NBA for the ringer. He actually, he threw out two more teams. One was Boston. And he wrote, the, uh, the Celtics could theoretically offer Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and Peyton Pritchard, and up to three first and two swaps. But Chris Haynes from uh, TNT and Bleacher Report said recently that Dame would not go to the Celtics. Um, and after that, a close confidant of uh, Dame's actually laughed at the idea of it. So maybe he would actually put the gibosh on that, but that'll give you an idea of what the Celtics have to give up. And then O'Connor also threw out potentially the Warriors. And they could expand on the deal to flip Chris Paul for Damian Lillard. They could also offer up to three firsts and three swaps, plus some of the uh, younger players, including Kaminga, Moody and the rights to, uh, you know, the, the guys that they drafted this year in the draft if they wanted to do that. Well, I
7: want to see some activity here, and I think it, it's great with free agency, but also coming up with some trades if we can see. I'd like to see Draymond leave. I'd like to see Lillard leave. Uh, I'd like to see some of these guys moved around. Uh, I guess Phoenix is going to keep Aiton. I wouldn't do that, but it looks like they'll keep him. Uh, but uh, he also, Lillard would like to go to Brooklyn. Apparently there was one report he wasn't high on Boston. But it would, I actually now since they kept the pick and went with Henderson, I would get rid of Lillard. I don't think he can can do both here and keep Lillard and try to build something here with the young guys. But could you get Paul George? I, I would have moved that pick to try to get a Zion or a Paul George, but and we'll see what the Clippers decide to do. Yep. I mean, this has been an unmitigated disaster with everything you gave up and you've been to one conference final. With Kawhi and Paul George,
5: yeah, and also like he he O'Connor wrote about a bunch of other teams, and he said like the likelihood of uh, those teams making a deal. He basically said there's no chance the Bucks can make a move for Damian Lillard. Yeah, and it looks like they could lose Lopez. Yeah, I mean be, that that's a big boy right there. Well, this goes back to like April, right? The yeah. in fact, before then, that the Houston Rockets were going to be team number one right, on the list that's going to make a big run and offer a lot of money, that yeah. would be a humongous blow to the Bucks.
7: There are whispers, no doubt. There are whispers, maybe Draymond to Sacramento yeah. with the Mike Brown connection there in the love affair and, you know, opting out of that $27 million. But that's, Sacramento's been quiet too. The great season they had, and they haven't done anything. Well, that would you got to improve your team in a a West that's stacked and gets better every year. That would absolutely
5: change the dynamic of. uh, I think Draymond, if he could give you seventy games next year, that completely puts the Kings. I think honestly, maybe like around number two in the West, in my opinion, because he's going to. What was their biggest problem last year? I mean, you could get to the rim with ease against this Kings team. I mean, in the playoffs, watching and Sabonis had a great year. It was, uh, you know, taking candy from a baby, doing stuff in the lane against the Sacramento Kings. They couldn't slow down anybody. Well, you bring in Draymond Green defensively, that completely changes the entire landscape and the makeup of that team on that side of the court.
7: You do have two guys who struggle to shoot, though, then. That'd be on the floor from an offensive standpoint. But then Fox is so good. But then could you move Herter and get something? Herter was great in the regular season and killed them in the playoffs. True. A big reason why they couldn't win that series. Uh, He was on a milk carton and, and terrible. So, uh They'll see if the Lakers can make a move, too. and They're going to keep Reeves. But now, because of the great playoff run he had,
5: Hachimura's going to get a lot of money. So they might lose him, too. And by the way, he's not playing for Japan this summer because he wants to concentrate on the upcoming NBA season. So you know that he's going to get a lot of money. You know the team's going to have to give a lot of money to Austin Reeves. In fact, I saw one report that they drafted the kid that they took in the first round as a a replacement for Reeves, potentially, because they're... It's going to come down to, well, do we give this guy $100 million or not? It's the same that I saw with, um, was it Cam Johnson, who went from the Suns to the Nets in that mm-hmm. deal for Kevin Durant? Yeah. The early report that I saw, four, he's going to ask for four years, 100000000 million. You're going to give Cam Johnson $25 million a year? Yeah. Uh, he's a nice player. The yeah. Suns miss him dearly.
7: And, and a move has to be coming, if not this year, next year with Minnesota. I mean, you can't pay... Your center's, what, it works out to like $70 million a year, whatever it is? Well, that, I mean, Cat, I mean, the final year
5: of the deal, Cat makes $60 million. The writing if, is on the wall. They re-signed Nas Reed to a deal. Paul, Carl Anthony Towns is getting dealt. I, I would bet on be this year. I, I would absolutely make a bet on that. If if some sportsbook would post the odds, like will Cat be traded by a certain date, I would bet, the, yes, he's going to be a goner.
7: Right. And I think there's some momentum here in time now that they finally won and the fan base is, it's getting, an, you know, they, they like the success they've had here based on last year that the Knicks can make a move. I mean, the Knicks got to go. You have the asset now. Brunson's was an incredible acquisition. The guy was awesome. And now you can maybe move Randall, get some pieces oh. here, and get another player and maybe try to win a couple series because it's, it's right there for you. And maybe uh, Embiid says enough's enough. Harden could be on the move and Embiid wants out, but maybe they run it back in Philly. Funny, Who knows? But
5: Funny you brought that up. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing that you did not hear what Nick Ferdell said on ESPN. What did he say? He pointed this out. I think it was last night, uh, yesterday, whatever. doesn't matter the timeline. long memory, uh, NBA reporter. He said that if they bring Harden back and if they fail to get out of the second round again, there's something, something, I believe his phrase was bubbling underneath the surface already that MB going to say, give me out of town. I don't want to be here anymore. We're not, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's and, right. and he said the team that would offer the mother load and be all in would be. That'd be the Knicks. New York Knicks.
7: Yes. That'd be great. Well, oh, you can't keep blaming people anymore. Well, I'm blaming Ben Simmons. Can't do it. Well, I'm going to blame Fultz or I'm going to bl- you know. Or we just, you know, Kawhi shot uh, happened to go in. Oh, it's yep. Doc Rivers' fault. Oh, it was Brett. It was Brown. I mean, you just, it's right. It's not meant to be in you. You can't make it to a conference final.
5: Yep. And I'll give you this too. I mean, we, the, the Suns, if they're going to keep DeAndre Ayton, so they're not going to trade him for any parts at all. They're going to have to do this patchwork job in the offseason, which we all know, right? But Chris Haynes reported this from TNT. They're going to host a free agent workout, uh, which is tomorrow, including Jabari Parker and Stanley Johnson. I mean, Stanley Johnson. You have to throw it together. Fine, that's okay. Jabari Parker came out the same year that Embiid did, did he not? Was that not the same draft, or right around there? He's yeah. been in the league for yeah. a long time, or he didn't ever turn into much. Yeah, but that's what you're, you're going to have to bring in guys like that and say, okay, what's it going to take?
7: Yep. Yeah. I would blow it up in Chicago too. I mean, that's just now with Lonzo Ball out for the year already. That's so with that news. So between the big—they thought they had a big three. They haven't done—I mean, they had the heat on the ropes, but that was hasn't worked out there either. Yeah. Certainly, if, if Lonzo stays healthy,
5: it's a different team. But now he's already been ruled out for the year. I would, yeah. I would move some of those guys. And I saw that uh, Bleacher Report tweeted this out. I, I just—I thought this was funny. Something that uh, we've kind of been talking about for about 10 years out here. Dumb arguments. Dennis Rodman actually said—I uh, don't know why he was asked about it, but— <laughs> He said, if Larry Bird played in this era, he'd be in Europe. I don't know why anybody cares about what Dennis Rodman has to say anymore, but it's, it's funny to me that people have this absolutely backwards. And this started probably around 2008, 2009 with friends of mine out here in Las Vegas. It was when Kobe was like still winning championships with the Lakers and they were playing like Kevin Garnett and the Celtics in the finals. We talked to heated debate and people were like, there's no way Larry Bird would play today. That was 12 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. Oh my God! In today's, you're, it's the exact opposite. Larry Bird would be one of the top, what, three or four, top five play. Is his shooting going to get worse than what it was? He was the best shooter in the NBA. He never shot. Nobody cared about the three. Right. Is his rebound? He was a he was an elite rebounder. Is that going to go away? He was a dynamite passer. Does that change in today's basketball when shooting and passing and spacing is the key to all these games? He was the best at it in the 80s, and that's going to go away? You're an idiot. I mean, I just, I, I can't believe, you're, <laughs> yes. you're 100% wrong in this. Yes. Just, I, I laugh at it. I'm like, oh my God, how can, you, how can you have that idea float around in your head?
7: He did it all. And also, uh, biggest trash talker. we talked to Dominique he said no one talked did he tell you what he was
5: going to do and where he was going to shoot it he still couldn't stop it door number one or door number two up next uh, we will compare similar numbers and different marks involving a bunch of NFL teams here and Follow the Money it's Visa the Esports Betting Network
7: The DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. A great NFL menu will hit on in two minutes. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Good luck.
0: It's time to play everyone's favorite follow-the-money game. Live from the VEASAN studios. Hey, guys. You ready to let the
6: dogs out? This is door number one.
0: <laughs> What does
6: high score mean? New high score, is that bad? What does
0: that mean? Did I break it? Or door number two. get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. Here's Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard.
7: All right, here's what I, I was talking about. And there's a plethora of these up at DraftKings. All right, door one. Any player to break the record for most sacks in a season, plus 550, gonna get 23 sacks or the Denver Nuggets repeat, plus 475, door two?
5: I would go with the Denver Nuggets. Although, with that extra game in the NFL now, that sack record I think is gonna be challenged every single year. That's also gonna be based on a player staying healthy, having just the absolute career year. And we're talking about optimum conditions pretty much the entire season for a 17-game schedule. Um, and it's not easy to repeat in the NBA. But I do think Denver's still clearly the best team in the Western Conference, so I would go Nuggets plus 475. Yeah, I would too. Yep. Another one. Any player to break Peyton
7: Manning's record for passing touchdowns in the regular season, that's 56 you would need, plus 850. Door one. Or door two, Michigan or Ohio State to win the college football title. Same, 8-1 uh, to one in that range, 10-1. to one.
5: Well, I'm going to go with Michigan and Ohio State. Again, that that record will go down one of these days, but that's gonna take. Just I mean everything has to go a quarterback's way. You got to play in all 17 games. You can't have like the one seed locked up to sit in the final week. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying maybe avoid some bad weather as well. Mahomes had a 50. Rodgers had 48 in 2020. I
7: Man, that that's
5: god. Didn't Rogers have like 48 touchdowns to like five ints that year? Sounds about right. It was right. something yeah. stupid. But if I, do we say this every year? But it feels like, we've been saying this for a long, long time, this might be the year that a Big Ten team or someone else can win the title. Clemson did a couple times, obviously. Well, but Ohio State had it last year right yeah, there. Did. Yeah, they did. They um, did. And, and they lost, you know, C.J. Stroud. but the receivers, yeah. again, I love Marvin Harrison. They're going to be completely loaded. Michigan, again, will be phenomenal. And J.J. McCarthy's Heisman number's down to, like, 14-1. to 1. Here's what you have to like with their chances. I mean, new quarterbacks at both Alabama and Georgia. And I know that they reload every single year. There's nothing rebuilding doesn't even exist in the dictionary down south. But you get my point? I mean, they're going to be missing those two guys from who are total winners across the board. Plus, we're one year away now from the
7: sport completely changing uh, with a big time playoff as well. One more for you. It's a good one. I think it's a good one. See what you think here. Door one. Astros win the World Series 11-1. Door two, the Lakers
5: win the title 12-1. Hunt on both. No, I, I got to take one. Ooh. Lakers. Yeah, although do the I although I just said yeah. about the Nuggets. I mean, yeah. but these are these are my two options. I know. Yeah, same. You know, the same price. I'd probably go Lakers twelve to one. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, I just uh, Astros are good. Man, I don't know if they're a World Series winning team this year or not. Are they going to make the playoffs? <laughs> well, that's a tough call. That's kind of a big question too. I aren't. know. It's, it's. It's. I think they will, but it's. The
7: AL, AL is so deep right now. But then you have to look at if they get in a playoff series with the two
5: guys they can throw to start. All right, Paul, I'm going to throw some similar numbers at you here, but for maybe some different markets. Number one for me, Colts to miss the playoffs at minus 450 or the Chiefs to make the playoffs at the same number? Oh,
7: God. I, I guess... Yeah, I guess the Colts could get in there. And it, if there's injuries or a bad division, Chiefs are making the playoffs. Yeah, that's all it is.
5: They're minus 450. Make the That'll be higher than that. Okay, I'll take door two. See, I, I think I would actually take the Colts on this one, because what if Mahomes gets hurt? Yeah, I know it's a big if again, but, I mean, what what do you think Anthony Richardson's uh, Richardson's ceiling is as a rookie? Now, he could, this could be, he could come out and have an be, RG3 type year. Wow, well, might be Minshew,
7: though, too. You know, I, I can't believe the Steichen thing just because he was a quarterback here. And I, I can't believe that the UNLV quarterback was. It's this hot shot OC now. But uh, yeah, I could I can see. I, I think I completely disagree with Matt. And I respect Matt. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to be a total rebuild and going to blow. I think Levis will be in there by midseason. And I think they'll trade Henry. And then that opens a door for what if Lawrence gets hurt or something yeah. goes on with Jacksonville? Yeah. So but that's, yeah, I, I see what you're saying with Mahomes if there's a key injury. That, that's a tough one.
5: All right, Saints to make the playoffs minus 180 or the Giants to miss at minus 190? Uh, door two. This Giants schedule is so difficult,
7: which, you know, great job by Dable and what they did did last year, but this thing is just out of the gates. It's so tough. Now, it's a big game to start week one against the, the Cowboys, but you'll beat Arizona week two. But look at this out of the gates. At San Francisco, Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo, the Jets game. At Dal- I mean, look at that to start. They did them no favors, and I, I think a lot of those are teams, I think they're playing a lot of teams this year, I think, with a week off. The mm-hmm. team had to buy too. I think they fit into that, but you know, Warren Sharp has touched on it as well. Cannot believe the schedule and what they have to face
5: early on. So I I think the Giants are missing. No, I I usually prefer a team to have a bye later on in the year. I I don't want my team to have a bye in week five. I think that sucks. But they have to go through that gauntlet, and then they don't get their bye until week 13. Yeah, good call. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Door number one, Vikings to make the playoffs at even money or the Chargers to make the playoffs at the same number.
7: Oh. I got to take the Chargers. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers, door two. Even in the so NFC, with talent. the Vikings. Yep. And I, yeah, I, I know Flores will do a better job with the defense. The only way they can do is get better. After they were 31, 31st last year, and Donatel playing that horrible scheme that they had. But I think, I think getting, I know Lombardi doesn't like him, but I think getting Kellen Moore is going to be a shot in the arm. For that offense in terms of creativity and also ten keen we talked about it yesterday Keenan allen keeps saying about it we're going to take a lot of shots deep down the field i mean you yep. see herbert
5: six to one to lead the league in passing That's for sure guys. number two
7: only behind mahomes
5: i i will say but, this I, I think that overall as a football society collectively we're a little bit too negative on the vikings going into the year a little I, bit. I
7: don't know. About, well, a come on. Bit. everything it was, it was a miracle. Everything went their no, way. No, I understand that. I understand that. Uh, but, yeah, they'll do. They'll be – I want to see what they look like offensively. Are
5: they still going to be able to outscore people? And, and well, there's a lot. You I don't mean, have Dalvin yeah, Cook there's now. There's no Dalvin and, Cook. There's no Adam Thielen, who right. wasn't much last year. Yeah. But you're going to have to rely on Osborne now and Addison to step right in and fill that role, and then how our team's going to adjust to J.J. And uh, throwing Kirk Cousins for a loop, you would expect the defense to really get better under him. Brian Flores. It has to. Door number one, Bills to win the AFC East, plus 120. Or the Lions to win the North, plus
7: 130.
5: Oh, God.
7: Oh. I got to take door one. I have to take the Bills. You do? I have to, yep. Love the story last year. Great turnaround, great job by Dan Campbell. And especially Goff. But now there's expectations. And now you're the favorite to win the division. So now let's see what they do. Right? And that was a great job to knock uh, Green Bay out of the playoffs when they had nothing to play for and how aggressive Campbell was as well. But, and I know we've been uh, killing the Bills. Again, uh, has there ever been more negativity on a team that finished 13-3? and three? You know, Yes, the, the Vikings. That's, <laughs> But this, (laughs) I'll I'll take them at their award, that they were just worn out with the Hamlin situation and they were exhausted. And then, you know, the snow actually backfired and hurt them in the Cincinnati game. All fair. Allen's got to
5: have a better year. So I'll I'll have to take the Bills. Okay, last one here. Uh, Door one, Chiefs most regular season wins plus $4 or the Cardinals fewest regular season wins. $2. Snap call door two Arizona total tanking job here
7: you rarely see it in the NFL total tank job I and mean, who, who's who's to say even Murray's healthy and Murray's in there as well so you get rid of Hopkins everyone they've lost they were blousy last year Cardinals fewest wins and there's a good write up too by uh, Zach Cohen uh, about he loves Arizona's win total under under and it's four and a half so that'll tell you something though about what I, I think Arizona's
5: going to be awful this year awful yep alright so busy week here at v the guide's coming out on Thursday you're going to get in-depth profiles on every team including advanced stats proven uh, betting systems, some of the stuff on rookie head coaches in there from Steve McEnany yeah, which we'll good. expand on that's later good. in the week outstanding that drops Thursday become a V-CIN Pro subscriber today for as low as 19 bucks reserve your copy of the guide summer kickoff special everything we do through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks Learn it, love it, go there today, vcin.com slash subscribe. I'm thinking about doing a round robin today, taking a walk on the wild side in Major League Baseball. I'll explain who I like coming up here on Follow the Money.
8: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: This is Follow the Money on vSEN. Become a vSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets every host and guest. Unlimited access to the vSEN.com picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard. To view the betting records, who has the hot hand? For pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, hippo videos, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now, $19 at com slash subscribe. To close the show, I'm going to give out a 50-to-1 shot. I'm going to recommend that. We'll get to that coming up. But uh, now that we're in full-blown football mode here, uh, it's a pretty
5: good week one schedule when you look at it with a lot of intriguing games, right? Oh, my God. Good job by the league. I said when the point spreads were first announced, I think DraftKings were the, it was the first book to put these games on the board. I said, can, can I enter my first, I want my five picks entered for week one of the contest right now. And some of the, most of those numbers have already moved, unfortunately. But I can't 40, get here soon enough. How about 49ers at Steelers? Good game. It, which feels like it's under the radar yep. somehow because the well, other games are so good, but. We'll find out about the Lions right off the bat. Can they hang with the, with the champs at,
7: on the road? What what are that? Carolina Atlanta's intriguing. You know, that's In that that's division? A good game. Cincinnati, Cleveland. What does Cleveland look like this year? And, and Watson getting acclimated now. Titans Saints is, is, a, is a good game to start. Uh, Packers-Bears, the Fields hype and the Chicago hype. What does love look like? Uh, Raiders, Broncos, Eagles, Patriots, Dolphins, Chargers is a late game. And then you got the Sunday, the two primetime games. I know they do this too much, but Coming off a playoffs uh, appearance and a win uh, last year, both teams. But the Giants at home to Dallas, and then the Monday night game on 9-11, the Bills and the Jets. How good is that game? I love the game. And I love the Jets on Hard Knocks. Not official, but it looks like the Jets are going to be the Hard Knocks team. Oh. Uh, you still
5: watching no? Hard Knocks? Well, it's
7: gone downhill, but they run of ideas. But uh, it depends if you get the right storyline on. The Dallas was boring, nothing happened. Uh, the Raider the year the Raiders had it with Gruden was good.
5: Maybe maybe they'll talk to Rodgers about psychedelics and uh, tripping whenever we can in the off season. Got some personalities on that team. Yeah, you do. Sure, could the, be. Like the, the the Bills opened up three by the way. Opened up three on the road against the Jets on Monday Night Football. That's down to one one and a half. Yeah. But there are some. I mean, like you said, really good games. That Packers Bears game. Bears were I think three for a second. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites in Week 1. Yep. Um, boy, I like the Browns a lot getting three at home. That's gone. Bengals are two-and-a-half. I'll take, I'll take home dogs all the time in yeah, the NFL.
7: Know. Then Week 2, we get the Monday night doubleheader.
5: Yeah, we're getting four well. of those this year, I think? We get two early and then two late in the year? I can't remember how many is, but Spread uh, out? Yeah.
7: Okay. Yeah, we got a good tweet, too, because what humans was talking about his food. A uh, guy goes to Culver's twice a week, and they've only messed up his order once. In, go, like in 10 years. In 10 years, right. I was blown away by the customer service at Culver's. Great job. Yeah, mid- A lot like Chick-fil-A. Midwestern nice. Yeah, but it's like, holy cow, this is like next-level service. How uh, the drive-through is so smooth and how they, when you go in and out, yeah. whether you get it to go or you dine in as well, but... uh and then I just get, like Matt said, I was, during the break, I was on the, you get lost in the menu with
5: everything they have. They got salad from chili yes. to, to fish to Sundays, to everything you want to call. Here's what, why Matt Humans is so one of a kind and why I love that man <laughs> is because he plans his trips around going to fast food restaurants. He talked about that, his his roots that he took down sure. to San Diego and back. Remember, he we cut back through Bullhead City, yeah. which is an hour right. and a half from here. So just so we can go to Culver's yeah. and stay there last like night. Like
7: three years ago, we did this. He goes, oh, so and so you take in Laramie, that's, Wyoming, no, no, you take that extra I was going to go
5: with this. Next, OK, we're talking. Taco was, John's. It was, the, it was in the pandemic. <laughs> right. We're all doing our shows from home. He's coming yeah. up with the, the first ever fast food rankings. And we're talking about Taco John's. And I had just driven through Wyoming to come back from Wisconsin during the pandemic. Oh, and is I'm that like, what it was? And before I could even get the words out of my mouth, he was like, exit 71. He knew everything
7: about Taco it. John's. The potato <laughs> old lace. Sure. Absolutely. Come on. That's good. You ever had the potato old lace? I used to. Yeah. I used to have all you can eat on Sundays. Oh, uh, the nacho yeah, cheese And I was sauce. a fat ass. I mean, it was, oh, yeah. yeah, it was a problem. It was a real problem. With yeah. The, all you can eat on. And that was back when... You know, there was different time. Was probably like $8, all you
5: can eat. No kidding. At uh, Taco well, John's. I would say the most impressive feat that you've ever done is uh back-to-back-to-back to back to back foot-long subs from Subway. Yes. It was March
7: Madness. Alcohol was involved, but uh, yeah, I was a Portly fellow. That uh. was, uh yeah, but a hurting on it. More so than the eight junior bacons from Wendy's? I'm
5: going to go three Subway got, foot-longs. Yeah, yeah. I did two once. Tough to pull off because uh, I That's was a absolutely... lot of bread. That's a uh, lot yeah. of
7: bread at uh, Subway, a little too much bread. you, right, so you mentioned
5: you were looking at the round
7: Robins here. What here. do you think
5: about this now? Huh? Putting in a, I don't do this very often. Hell, we never even talk about really betting round Robins. And uh, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a parlay. Um, I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. Let's say that you want to do a three team parlay <clears throat> and you do, it's called, we'll call it twos and threes. So it would be four different bets. And I'll call the, I'll call the three different bets, a, B and C. So if you bet three different two-team parlays, you're betting team A with team B, team A with team C, and then team B with team C. Those are three different parlays. And then on the three-team parlay, you're betting teams A, B, and C. Hope that makes sense. Overall, if you're betting twos and threes on a three-team parlay, that would equal four bets. The Red Sox, at a cheap price today at home against Sandy Alcantara, at this number on Framber Valdez, Another one. He's a dollar twenty against Montgomery and the Cardinals. Is that a bad run? Much like St. Louis, Montgomery's near the bottom in ROI. And they're back from London in their first game. Yeah, another good angle. Uh, Ranger Suarez has been on yep. fire the last month. Phillies against the Cubs, same thing. Coming back from London, and uh, to steal your angle from earlier today, your excellent breakdown on Zach Gallen at home. He's laying a dollar. What is he? Twenty cents today? Twenty? Maybe twenty a quarter? How can that be? Feels like a trap almost.
7: I mean, why? How can it be that? Pr- when he's been untouchable for a year at home and only lost one time himself personally with that, with that stretch with 13 and one, whatever it is with an ERA and whip under two. Well, and you had all the it's numbers.
5: Crazy. I mean, it was a, yeah. you said it, it, basically a miracle to get more than two runs off the guy. That's
7: right. It hasn't, it hasn't happened. Yeah. Something's amiss there. Doesn't make any sense, but yeah. to me, you got to take it on principle with how lights out. He's been at home in a good series here and uh you know, Tampa Bay could could use it now after splitting a four-game set uh, at home against the Royals and dealing with some injuries and splitting a series against the A's, and it's only a four-game lead now in the division, and the Orioles are hot. And the Orioles have that good uh, good matchup with Wells against uh, Abbott coming up later today. So, as we've talked about,
5: Orioles have the second most difficult remaining schedule, but, you know, Tampa's schedule's brutal coming up, too. Well, oh, yeah, here you go. It's three against Arizona on the road, including Zach Gallen today. They then get uh, three at Seattle. One of those games will be against uh, Luis Castillo, who went last night. When they get back home to Tampa, it's three against the Phillies, then three against the Braves, then it's the All-Star break, and then it picks right back up. Here's how they close July. At KC, sounds easy, as you just said, might not be. Three at Texas Monster Series. Four against Baltimore, two against Miami, three at Houston, and then they begin August on the road against the Yankees. So, yeah, a lot of chatter here about the Orioles' uh, schedule and how they close for the rest of the season. But I would tell you that uh, what I just rattled off kind of sounds difficult for the Rays as well. So you bet uh, Baltimore yesterday ten to one to win their division. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that number is still around. No respect, right? But to be 19 games over 500.
7: They're four back, Paul. Yeah. Uh, what well, you said a, earlier. Without a stud pitcher and yeah, see, everyone everyone in the American League talking about other teams other than, than Baltimore, and people ignore
5: the record. Okay. First book I looked at, plus 850 to win. I'd say plus 850 is still decent if you can get down on this team. I'd have to go back. I, I bet them, I think, uh, in April or May at 9-1. to one. So not that I got any great number there, obviously, but I just thought that this, because I liked them a lot last year, now, that can be a, a thing that's actually pretty good for the regular season where you're just deep at uh, the, you know yeah. in your rotation, yeah. but not having a stud can catch up with you in the postseason.
7: Yeah, that's a, have... that's a big problem. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, this Giants series is intriguing, too. San Francisco comes in red hot. They did take two out of three against Arizona. They've won nine in a row on the road and 12 of 14, and they're going against Gossman uh, in, in, in Toronto, and it uh, looks like an opener for San Francisco in this one. Mm-hmm. Another great story, right? Where did oh, this yeah. come from? Who saw this coming? And again, the Padres sitting there in fourth place in the division. Uh, but then the Giants in second place. What? How about that? Arizona won San Francisco two. Who had that near the all-star break for a 1-2 in the NL West? So oh, the exact. Come on.
5: It's a monster ticket. Absolutely. Well, and you know, DraftKings, they were offering that stuff before the season too. Diamondbacks won Giants 2, Dodgers 3 in that order. I can't even imagine what the number would have been on that. They're going to have to sweep uh, Toronto, but still an
7: outside chance they catch that 40-1 to 1 ticket, or you get the dead heat for most wins in June. Two behind Atlanta now. yeah. But Atlanta has a day off uh, coming up on Thursday, and Atlanta favored again to beat the Twins at home today.
5: Atlanta, I think, by the way, they were plus 475, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. They were one of the shortest shots on the board, too. It's a good race. Yeah, have the most wins in June. It's 18 now. Up next, we'll hit some uh, NFL season-long props. It's happened 20 times since 2015, will it happen again this year? Details coming up on Follow the Money. It's Vsin the Sports Betting Network.